Hey, badasses. I'm Kelly Young. And I'm Stevie Stays Kirsch. And we're your hosts for the Badassery Life podcast, a podcast where we feature the stories of women that make us say, she's badass. Through this podcast, we want to lift others up and empower all women to own their badassery life. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. We'd also love it if you joined us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Badassery Life. And if there's a badass woman you want us to know, email us at badasserylife at gmail.com. With each episode, we hope to awaken the badass in you by bringing you stories of powerful, beautiful, bold women like this one. And for this one, I'm going to add stylish. Yes, very (laughs) stylish. Okay, Stevie, this guest and I have known each other for 22 years. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say the year, but I'm pretty sure our guests can do the math. Math. So I've known her since 2002 when we both participated in Options Class 2, which is a program of Women's Fund of Central Indiana. This guest is artistic. She's adventurous, animated, and no doubt the most stylish guest that we've had on this podcast. She's been a healthcare lawyer for the past 25 years, but she's also turned a passion for fashion and personal style into a meaningful way to help others feel like badasses, which I know you and I both absolutely love. When we asked her how she's living her badassery life, she told us that she's learned to accept and express herself with confidence and without apology after years of insecurity, and she's made it a passion and a point to help others do the same, with an emphasis on personal style. There's nothing more that she'd rather do than to help other women overcome personal insecurities, develop their own personal style, and interact in the world with confidence. Stevie, I know you know her, but for our listeners, meet Jody DeFord. Jody, can I let you in on a secret i'm Please. gonna fess up right now because, girl fan well yeah and i follow you on all social media <laughs> but today specifically i've been in scrubs because i do home health care i had 10 minutes to rush home get out of my scrubs because i'm like i cannot wear scrubs to no, girl, a no. podcast where i'm going to be jody present DeFord. with jody deford this is just <laughs> not going to be a cool thing so I literally flew home, changed, not that it's all that spectacular, but the, the, here I am. Well, you Ta-da. look great. You look amazing. Scrubs would have been perfectly fine, but you do look great. <laughs> you look incredible too. So I, one of the things that we always ask our guest is their pump up song. So Kelly took the liberty of developing a Spotify playlist and it features every one of our guests favorite song that really gets them pumped up, gets them ready to tackle the world or whatever's facing them that day. Do you have a pumped up song? I have like a pump up playlist. I call it walk up music. I'm a huge baseball fan. So it's like my walk up music. Um, And it, it kind of varies depending on what I'm getting ready for. But I would say um, probably in keeping with sort of the theme of our discussion today, it's an oldie, but it's a great one. Prince, you got the look. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's not on there. That's not been mentioned. That's a great one. And our friend Faith will be very excited that she Yes, she will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so there's so much here that we want to talk about, but talk about little Jody, like growing up. Cause you grew up on a little farm and this little, and, I, and all of a sudden I have like, were you stylish and on the farm? But we'll get to that. <laughs> but you know, talk about growing up. Yeah. So I grew up uh, about an hour North of Indianapolis in a very small town and uh, was in four, four eights for 10 years. I showed calves and pigs, um, 
had a high school rap phase and I had a cow named LL Cow J that, that I showed <laughs> You just got like Jenny's attention. Are, are you she's like, oh yeah. Yeah. I can remember what I, you know, what I wore to the 4-H fair to show my cows and pigs. So um, was I stylish? You know, I, I thought I was. I look back at pictures and I think, wow, that is some big hair. Um, but, you know, I was... Uh, it's been a process and a journey and even as a kid sort of being like the pale redhead who you know can't get a suntan and never got to put sun in her hair over spring break and come back blonde and you know kind of figuring out who I am and accepting myself has been a decades-long process. Are you there? Yes I think for the most part but um, on any given day you know we're all our own worst critics right? Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you asked that question. Are you there yet? Because I actually was going to ask about the fact that you say that you had, you lack confidence and I see you and I just think again, badass. I would never have thought that you struggled with that. How did you kind of overcome that? And, and, and was that always like a lifelong challenge that you faced? Um, I think at different periods in my life, it's been, a challenge and just being comfortable with you know who I am and learning like I, I'm not caring as much what other people think of me or what they might think about you know what weird getup I might be wearing uh, I think that part of that just comes with age right I hope that that's a process for all of us that as we get older we just get more comfortable and don't care as much what other people think and I think the less we care what other people think perhaps the more people think of us because we're not so inwardly focused on, you know, do we look okay? Is my hair right? Am I wearing the right thing? And we're sort of internalizing and thinking about ourselves as opposed to paying attention to other people and what's going on in the world. Well, now I'm just regretting divulging that I rushed home to change out of my scrubs. No, you no. shouldn't. But that, <laughs> that's, self-conscious that, about that, that speaks to me, which probably speaks to a lot of us. So I grew up in rural Indiana. So tell me about the lessons that kind of helped you navigate adult life that you learned on the farm as a kiddo. Yeah, I think um, hard work, had chores. You know, I thought I, I used to um, not love the idea that, you know, I was out like weeding the green beans and bailing hay. I learned how to drive on a tractor, pulling a hay baler. Um, and so I learned how to drive a stick shift really early, but you know, I wanted to be at the mall with friends or you know, doing, I, I thought it was the big city. Um, people who lived in the subdivision, I thought, oh, they live, in, they live in the big city, right? And I wish I lived in a subdivision. And as I got older, I just appreciate so much where I came from. And I also think that I get along with people from every walk of life. And you don't have to have a college degree to be intelligent. You don't have, like, it just doesn't matter. People are people. And I think because I was raised in that rural environment and I've had the opportunity to travel and just from my childhood until now to be around all sorts of, of different types of people, different socioeconomic, different educational backgrounds, And that, I think, has really served me well. And I think it's really part of how I grew up. Is there any part of you, even a small tucked away part, that sees in the future you going back to any kind of that life? 
Um, probably not farming, but I live actually in a rural area now. Okay. And I love, I have to have that balance in my life. I don't want to live in the middle of a big city, although I love the excitement of the city. I live in an area where I can go outside at night and look up and see millions of stars and it's clear and it's peaceful and calm and I love that. Yeah, your soul needs it. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned um, hardworking and that you learned that through the farm, but you also took that through to college too, right? Like having seven different, I said seven, it probably felt like seven. That's uh, fine. But like two or three different jobs in college and you worked your way through law school. I mean, you were the first in your immediate family to graduate college. Uh, I mean, all of that. Talk about that grit and determination and, and then and now. Yeah, I think I, I was fortunate in that school was something that came relatively easily to me. It wasn't something that I had to um you know, study hours on end at night for, uh, so even law school, even, even law school. Um, now let's, we'll put math to the side because that was (laughs) harder for me. Right. Statistics was like the bane of my existence in undergraduate school, but I worked in high school. Uh, I played, I played three sports during high school, but I also worked. I waited tables at pizza hut. I always wanted to have um, my own money and flexibility to, uh, you know, buy the clothes that I wanted. I grew up on a farm. We didn't, I didn't get the Jordache jeans if I didn't save my money for them. Uh, and so going into undergraduate school, I didn't work my first semester, but then my second semester of undergraduate school down in Bloomington, I got a job at a menswear store in the college mall. And then I subsequently also took on a waitressing job, but kept the menswear job. And then I had a babysitting gig um, also in undergraduate school. And that was a lot, but um, those were also sort of formative experiences for me. And they allowed me to save enough money to like do some overseas travel and education as part of that. And then in law school, Uh, I knew I was going to have to work. I wanted to minimize my law school loans to the extent possible. And so I had um, two jobs during law school. I worked at Parisian in Circle Center Mall, which I'm not sure that I actually... I'm not sure that I actually made any money there, but I still I have clothes that I got on my 40% discount that I still wear today, right? It helped me collect that new lawyer wardrobe. Uh, and then I worked for the Indiana Supreme Court Disciplinary Commission during law school, so investigating uh, attorneys for uh, ethical violations. So that was a really interesting job. But I, I've just always worked hard and you know, wanted to be self-sufficient. Well, and that shows with your grit and determination. I want to switch gears a little bit, Jody, because you are arguably one of Indy's premier fashion icons. When did your love of fashion or when did your interest in fashion all kind of take hold for you? Yeah, so I think I have always had an interest, uh, not so much, although I mentioned Jordache jeans earlier, not so much about brands. I don't care what the logo is on my purse I don't that's not important to me but the aesthetic of it it's just a it's a a way of self-expression and it's an artistic um, form for me it's an art form a way to express myself creatively and use that side of my brain but I think even as a child I can remember and I've seen pictures and I was like oh yeah I guess I always had it like fifth grade going to a birthday party and I've got on like these blue and white pinstripe sort of engineer pants and a red uh, polo with the collar popped and then I've got on this matching striped engineer hat and I'm like the only kid out of you know 35 kids at this 
pizza party like with this hat on and this completely coordinated outfit and at the time I, I didn't think anything about it but when I look at it and I see the other kids I'm like oh yeah I guess that was kind of different so it's always kind of been there my maternal grandmother um was really very stylish and she always had you know her shoes matched her purses and and she and I were very close and so I think that's probably where mm-hmm. I get it from yeah yeah, I'll say that um, Jody and I have known each other, like I said, for uh, 22 years, and um, always feeling like, what is she bringing today? Yeah. Or like, you know, what event when she goes to events? What is she, you know, showing up for, and what does she look like? But recently, we volunteered at the Indiana Women's Prison together, and I swear to goodness, she was like the most stylish person <laughs> at prison. Now she did clarify that she was going. You had a meeting or a luncheon or something. I did, yeah. which was fine, except at like her casual was like my, you know, you're elevated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Elevated upon so, elevated. Exactly. But I think even at that, um, volunteer experience there, you had shared with me something like it's about how you feel, what you put on is, is, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Remind me of what you said, because even at that time I was like, dang, yeah. Right. Like what, how you, how you look is how you feel. There was something you said it much better than Yeah. No, that it really is. It's not about, I, I, I'm not trying to show off. I'm dressing for what makes me feel comfortable, what I feel good in, because, if I feel good about myself when I walk out the door, then I stop thinking about myself. And I'm paying attention to the experiences that I'm having and the people that I'm with and what's going on, and I'm fully engaged. Whereas if I am feeling self-conscious, then you know I'm fidgeting and I'm adjusting and I'm constantly thinking, well, how do I, you know, do I look weird? Is somebody, you know, sort of judging that? Mm-hmm. And that, I think, takes away from my own ability to enjoy whatever it is that I'm doing and also my ability to put my focus on other people, which is where I want it to be. Have you ever, I know that when I was director of City Market and even before I was director, because I had a very personal style um, that apparently would uh, bring on criticism now and then. Have you ever had any criticism by blending your personal style, especially at work? Yeah, um, you know, I used to be a trial lawyer early in my career, and so, uh, and I worked uh, for a very conservative law firm, so there was a certain expectation, and you know, I remember having a jury trial, and the lawyer that was uh, my mentor for that, you know, she had a very good point, which was, you know, you don't want a jury to be paying attention to your outfit or to be thinking more about how the lawyer looks as opposed to what your witnesses have to say. So not so much criticism, but having sort of moderate. But then uh, I also worked in-house for a large pharmaceutical company. And one day I thought I was going to get criticized. I'd been working for them for a number of years. And I had worked with the senior vice president physician for also for a number of years. And I showed up for a meeting wearing a dress that had popcorn all over it and a fedora and carrying a popcorn purse because I was going to a baseball game after. <laughs> and I hate to change clothes during the day. I just, I, it's just a quirk about me. I, I like to do it once and leave be it. Done. And at the end of the meeting, he said, hey, can you stick around for a minute? And I said, sure. And, and you know, when it was just the two of us, he said, I want to talk to you about your outfit. And I just, you know, my heart just sunk. And I said you know, now, how long have I been your lawyer? You know, you, you, you know me. And he said, no, 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 no. I, I just wanted to say that you're so serious in your job 
and I appreciate that you smile with your clothes. And it was both the biggest relief, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, that might be one of the nicest compliments I've ever received. I love that. I, love that. I just wrote that down. You smile with your clothes. So Jody, I'm interested in your volunteer work and the passion that you put into other people, mainly women, and helping them feel confident through um, through their style. And, and I just, I'm, I'm, I would love to talk a little bit about that volunteer work and what matters to you. I love to talk about the volunteer work. <laughs> you know, when you come out of law school and you, you start working in a law firm and I was doing healthcare law, of course they want you to get in, involved in all sorts of organizations. And there's no shortage of organizations who are like, oh, we want to have a lawyer on our board. And I really wanted to find something that was meaningful to me, something that I didn't feel like I was doing just because it might generate business or because, you know, it's what the law firm thought I should do. And I discovered Dress for Success. And in 1999, Dress for Success opened its doors in Indianapolis. And, you know, it's a worldwide organization that helps low-income women who are looking to achieve economic self-sufficiency and started with the idea of giving women interview-appropriate attire. And so when I discovered that, I was just, this is perfect for me. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And uh, so I was one of the founding board members of Dress for Success Indianapolis. And I worked with the clients. I have um, Dress for Success clients who came in who I helped them find their suit for their interview. And they're still personal friends of mine today. That's so Uh, great. Yeah. You know, because we're all just you know, six months away from needing help. You know, we have no idea what's going to happen to us at any given time. And we're all the same. And so I love that I have these relationships with these women. And uh, Kelly, you're you're chairing my um, big, big passion project, Stepping Out in Style, this September. So um, that is the, the Dress for Success uh, signature annual fundraiser, which was my brainchild more than 20 years ago. Was it? You really? Yeah. Did it's you such know? a, I didn't it know. Was. It's such a big deal. And I love the event so much. It was. And that the other board members, when I said, let's do this fashion show and we'll have local women and we'll have Dress for Success clients model. And there was a lot of pushback of, I don't think people are going to want to come to this. And I, I was like, I really think this can work. We have to do something different. And we had, um, the first year we had 330 guests and we netted seven grand and I was over the moon because I just wanted to break even to get it started. But in year two, we doubled our attendance and we netted 50 grand. And this year, 20 some years later, you know, we made more than a quarter million dollars in one night. So um, it's really, I think, had an impact on the organization's ability to, to help women. And so, so I'm so proud of that. Jody, why does that organization speak to you so much besides the fashion? stuff what is it about that you when you were in your brain curating an organization that really you can attach to what else was it about that or or is there a common theme of the women who are going through the program or I think it's about because it helps women become self-sufficient and grow into their own strength and their own you know badassery if you will and I remember the first time I helped clients fine interview attire, you can see the difference when they come out of that dressing room. And a lot of times these women have never worn clothes that either fit them right or that are nice. And you can see them stand up straighter. You can see them look in the mirror and tell that they feel differently about themselves. Yeah, And that's very empowering. And I have gotten at least as much as I've 
given to dress for success. Talk about uh, maybe some advice or tips that you would give someone who, and this is a two-part because there's the advice you would give to a woman who maybe struggles with that lack of confidence. What advice do you have for her? And then second, what advice do you have for someone who's like, okay, I want to find my style? Okay. I think that the two are definitely interrelated. And I say that because for the woman who struggles with confidence, I think you start with, what do you feel good in? What do you, when do you think you look your best? And it sounds vain and it's unfortunate that, you know, we all have such a focus on personal appearance, but it's also a reality and first impressions are important. Mm -hmm. And so I think what makes you feel good and let's figure that out learn to dress for your body. I think a lot of um, self-consciousness comes from, not so much even just from the clothes that we're wearing, but from what is it that we don't like about our bodies that we're trying to hide or cover up. And so learning how to dress for your body. Don't worry so much about trends or what's stylish or not. What makes you look in the mirror and think, I look good so that then you can forget about whether you look good or not because you feel good personally. And so then when you have that interview, for example, or you're meeting somebody for the first time, you're not in your own head. And so that helps get get you out of that self-conscious feeling. And, and so that's why I say they're interrelated. Once you get, you know how to dress for your body and what you feel good in, then you can start to play around with, okay, well, what's my personal style and what colors do I like and do I want to have a signature style or not and it might be I wear all black every day all day and that's perfectly fine if that's your style the most important thing is what makes you feel good about yourself so that you can forget about that do you have Jody a go-to outfit that you're just like I look fucking awesome in this and I'm gonna <laughs> every, conquer I'm gonna every slay one of them every, every one, one of them do you have most women have a go-to um I have I probably have several go-to's mm-hmm. okay. and I have outfits that I would say are my go-to's on days when I'm not feeling my best or you know I'm feeling you know maybe I feel bloated or maybe I feel like ugh, you know just not great then I have outfits that I'm like oh this is always flattering I know I can put this on and I'm gonna feel good when if I wore this other cute dress that maybe I really love but if I put that on today I'm just gonna feel self-conscious and I'm gonna be tugging at it all day mm-hmm. long and uh, so I definitely have those outfits so, go ahead I was gonna move off the fashion for okay. a minute but if, if you had a question on that did you want to well no I was just gonna make a joke like I don't know if you go to when you purge if you go to a consignment or go to Goodwill Are you but trying we'll to get talk- our clothes yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it was about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just wanted to move. We'll never move off the fashion because that's you know such a big part of your life. But you're also an incredible, incredible cheerleader for women, and your girlfriends, and your tribe, and 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 all of that. And I just I'm I'm curious where that comes from, and then maybe what how it's so important, and why it's so important to you. I think um, it. it the support of other women is, I'll get emotional, it's been critical to my own success. 
and being able to give back to that, you know, to give to my friends in an authentic and genuine manner. So I'm sorry. Don't um, be selfie. Is really, really important. We have to be cheerleaders for each other, and there's room for everyone to succeed. Um, my college roommate and I used to go to a store in the college mall and put on outfits that were atrocious to see if the salesperson would tell us that we looked good or not. Because I think it's really, really important to give genuine compliments whenever you can, because if you, you think about it, if a stranger gives you a compliment and you know you can tell it's genuine, it, it can make your whole day. It really can. And I think it's important to do that, and not just for strangers, but for our girlfriends. And I would never, I won't give something inauthentic. And if you ask my opinion, I'll give it as, you know, constructively and nicely as I can. Um, but I just think there's room for all of us. And I've been in situations where I haven't felt that or where, you know, you feel like there's people whispering in the corner. And it's one of the worst feelings in the world to feel like you aren't supported by other women or that it's a competition because mm -hmm. it does not need to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, it takes a very evolved person to figure out that if you can celebrate other people rather than compete with other people, everybody's happier. Everybody's lives are better. Yes. Uh, when you talk about the compliments, this past weekend I was at the gym and um, was sitting in the sauna, which I don't really do often in the steam room. And then some gentleman was joined me and, you know, whatever, I'm in my own space. And uh, somehow he struck up a conversation. It was not weird. I don't want this to make it sound <laughs> weird. But, um, you know, then I felt obligated to continue talking. And he was ha genuine in his, you know, conversation. But as I was walking out, he was like, keep shining, girl. And I was like, oh, my God, you're like my new BFF. <laughs> like, Aww. that just mattered to me. And it, it really, like, I left the gym that day again this probably sounds weird as I'm saying it because as I'm listening to it, but it, it wasn't. And like, yeah. it, just that keep shining girl. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep shining. Like, so I love that those compliments, the words that you say, and it was very authentic and it meant something that mm -hmm. totally changed my day that day. I get that. Literally yesterday, I, I had had a nightmare travel. I had missed a flight and ended up stuck in Charlotte, North Carolina overnight. Got to my hotel at 2 in the morning. Had to be back early the next morning. Had checked my carry-on, so I didn't even have a comb for my hair. I didn't have clothes. I had nothing. And I'm just feeling tired and not great wearing yesterday's clothes and my hair's all askew and I came through security and I was getting ready to go find a cup of coffee while I waited for my early morning flight and a gentleman just came up to me right as I walked out of security and he said I'm really sorry to interrupt you I just want to tell you that I really like your style and just when I've been thinking I feel horrible this morning and I'm but it I was like oh here I am focused on me people don't we're our own worst critics. Yeah. You know, what other people are paying attention to are not necessarily what we're paying attention to. But I, I get that. My day was better because yeah. Yeah. of that interaction. Yeah. So, Jody, I wish that we had more and more time. We try to keep these podcasts to about 30 minutes. Um, and we could talk to you forever about so much more than this, more than fashion, more than what you do for, for women. Um, but where what, what I really want to know, Stevie's going to ask the question about gifts. So... I'm going to ask the simple question of where can people find you, follow you, um, 
fall in love with you, all the great things. Uh, yeah, I well, I'm not actively doing my Red Shoe Diaries fashion blog anymore, but I do still keep active with it on Instagram. Okay. So it's at Red's Shoe Diaries, but there's two S's. So it's like Red was my childhood nickname as a lifelong ginger. So it's R-E-D-S Shoe Diaries. Okay. Um, and it, there's a if you don't put both S's in, you're going to get something very, very different. So <laughs> well, now I'm curious. That's, what I know. That. Go. that's awesome. So, so look for that. Do you think you'll do your blog? Will you pick back up on that ever? Um, or maybe it becomes a, a podcast? Maybe it, maybe it will go in a different direction. I, I love to write. I love to tell stories. It was never about, hey, look at what I'm wearing, but hopefully to inspire people on in how to think about their own personal style or how to do it on a budget uh you don't have to spend a lot of money and so maybe um I love I love when people reach out to me, and I have strangers reach out to me sometimes with questions via Instagram, and they'll ask me about what they're going to wear to Zublation or something. Yes. And I love that. I never mind taking the time to to talk to somebody about that. That's awesome. Well, Jody, we know that all women, all people, but especially women, have gifts that are unique to them. Uh, some women have gifts of support, uh, enthusiasm, empathy, empowerment. What do you think your gift is and how do you like to share it with the world? I think that uh, I definitely have a gift for helping pe- people, but other women in particular, uh, recognize, celebrate, and highlight the things that make them feel good and the things that are you know, their best qualities. Mm, that's awesome. Well, I know I've enjoyed getting to know you over the years. I feel like there's even more to know and to learn and love about you, Jody. I'm so glad that you were here today to share your story. And it's like I said, just even a small bit of Jody DeFord's story. So uh, definitely encourage people to to follow her. But you know, the the words animated, adventurous stylish we said them before but really it is that badass the cheerleader that you are that that we really um appreciate uh what you're what you're doing for women what you're doing for nonprofits, dress for success and others but really just just being who you are so thank you for that thanks for being here on the show and talking a little bit about it uh your story but also sharing your badass life with us thank you for having me it was a lot of fun yeah, thank you so much. And thanks to all you badasses out there listening. We would love to hear what you think. Write us a review or shoot us a message at badassfreelife at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at badassfreelife. Special shout out to Kevin McLeod for our original podcast music and, of course, our badass producer, Jenny Duran. Until next time, keep being your badass self. And thanks for listening. Okay, so this guest, Stevie, I've known this guest. Mm-mm, I messed that up. Sorry. See, I don't know why I try to ad lib and shit, and then I like get on a tangent. So I'm just gonna or start just that. ad lib it and say fuck it. Fuck it. Years now. Shit. Twenty-two years. Okay, I remember saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So you've known each other twenty-two years? Because it was two thousand two. Oh, you, I, you I put twenty-two. I was gonna say you oh put twenty-two. Yeah, but it was two thousand two. Oh my god. So that ages us. All right, here we go. <laughs> 
shout out to special no not special <laughs> needs not special <laughs> he's, he's not, not that special. special he's not that special well, shit, we don't even know him So I'll you do, do that because no, you, yeah. you want to ask the gift question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Selfish, selfish. <laughs> it's fine.